Welcome to the Quack Hole Podcast, the most official, unofficial Oregon Ducks podcast on the web photosphere. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Quack 12 Podcast or visit our website, quack12podcast.com. If you like what you hear, please leave us five stars on your listening device. And if you'd like to support the show, please visit the Quack 12 Patreon page, where for a measly $5 a month, you can become an official Quackman and unlock hundreds of hours of Oregon Duck content. On to the show. Quack. 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 Quack, 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 quack. quack. Well then, oh! I am your host, Adam Tremail. And I am your co-host, the Blast Ghost with the Frothy Toast. Of course, that is Aaron Schroeder, the Aaron Blast. Schroeder. The, the, <laughs> the Blast Ghost with the Frothy Toast. I feel like I'm smelling toast right now, like I'm having a freaking stroke, uh, stroke right now after saying your name. Uh, I hope that title doesn't continue because I don't like it. Aaron... Back on the main feed, Quack 12 Podcast. We had to do an episode. We had to break up Hit the Day's roster reviews, which we're currently in the middle of. Because Look, there's just, <laughs> just too much goddamn spring cleaning to happen. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I mean, we all love our deep analysis of <laughs> statistical uh, situational circumstances. Absolutely. Uh, love sometimes em. you just got to sit back, watch them throw the ball back and forth. Enjoy the sunlight. Was it a sunny game? It was a very sunny game. It was a very, Ooh. we're talking about a spring game now. It was a very uh, packed game, too, especially for, like, as far as spring games are, you know, go. I mean, uh, it was really going online. Not even just duck haters or, you know, ducks who hate. It wasn't even just them hating on this. A lot of people were poking fun, specifically at UW's spring game, in which it looked like there was... Mm, 60 people not on the team in attendance. Not that it really matters. I think I think for some programs, spring games are a thing. For some, they aren't. In Washington, they absolutely aren't, or at least in Seattle, they aren't. But in, in Eugene, Oregon, baby, we packed it. It was really nice. Uh, there was places you can donate cans or just donate money for a local food drive. Concessions were open? Yeah, uh, concessions were open. I didn't get anything because I wasn't very hungry. But Man, overall, I would have gone for some nachos with some jalapenos. I did see some nachos. They look pretty oh, decent. Yeah. Pretty uh, decent is the main word. I'm not, I don't want to sell these things too much. But yeah, I had a great time. Saw the game with Hithliday. That's right. Who, who obviously has been on the show so much, but not once has this person, this host that's talking right now. Uh, I've I've talked I've known this guy since mm, 2017 maybe have never 18? seen his face have never right. seen his face so no person. one has you um, you are still the only one I know in the world I was gonna take a picture I did take a picture I was gonna put it blast him right now blow up his spot <laughs> but the picture I look at it it's all fuzzy it looks like the oh. the Sasquatch walking through the woods arms dangled to the side just so, I don't think he's actually. Uh, you know, I don't think you can catch his image on uh, f- still photo or even a video. I don't know what's happening, but um, he's a uh, supernatural spirit known as a uh, Wendigo Skinwalker. Skinwalker, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But Aaron, uh, yeah, it was a blast. Had a good time. 
before we get into the, uh, which, you know, there's only so much you can get into in a spring game. And the NFL draft. we got to talk about that. But before yeah, we get hell into yeah. that, we got to say, if you enjoy the Quack 12, even these off-season episodes, you know, uh, if you're listening now, you're probably a fan. Can you do us a little teeny-weeny wincy favor? Go easy, over to easy. Apple Podcast, give us five stars, leave a comment. It really, really helps people find the show. Uh, it's free. It's easy to do. Take you two minutes. We really wouldn't appreciate that. And if you really want to help us out for a measly $5 over on the Quack 12 Patreon, which you can find either on Patreon website or go over to the Quack 12 Podcast. There'll be some links there. Either way, if you want to help us out, $5 on that Patreon page will enables us to keep the main freed free, keeps weekly content coming out, but more importantly, you get hours and hours and hours of great hours. duck entertainment. Go check it out. There's even a, a free episode or two on there just to get your little your bill wet. But uh, really good stuff behind that paywall. Aaron, uh, which one do you want to talk about first? you want to talk about the spring game or you want to talk about the NFL draft? Ooh, uh, well, let's talk about the spring game. I have questions. Spring game, absolutely. Well, you know what I always say, my personal opinion with these spring games is it's not so much you're learning what we have even, because it's still basically a practice. I mean, it is totally. a practice with different rules. So, uh, you know, the, the the contact isn't there for the defense, so they're always going to be at a disadvantage. At, at the same time, if an offense is already clicking, they can just blow away the other side. You see, You see offenses a lot of times actually have the advantage in this just because it, you can – click into that things a little bit quicker but overall the the stars of the show were actually the d-line in this one um which is what you want to see because we were having such a hard time on defense and a mm -hmm. sure d-line can really help that out completely both qbs uh i mean you know qb1 qb2 we actually had i think uh i think only three because uh, Novosad played, but I'm not sure about another QB. That I, I think Matt Rush may have been out there for a minute or so, but I'm not even sure. I don't think so. The main QBs we were looking at was, of course, Bo Nix, who we know is good, so we didn't want yeah. too much of him even. you know. <laughs> like, But uh, we'll get into that. And then Ty Thompson, who we uh -huh. want to be good so desperately. Aaron, he started like it could not have been a worse start for him. I'll tell you that. Okay. Much. That's fine. Like, his first pass was almost a pick six. If Mace Funa had a little bit more flexibility in his in his arm, he could have taken that to the house. It was like a bad backwards pass. And then, I think like two plays later, Mace Funa almost got it again. Like, huh. it was another batted down pass. There's a whole lot of batted down passes, which may be a strength because, again, the D-line is just bigger, lengthier, getting to these, affecting more. But it's also just, you know... Spring game, getting the rust out. Well, here's the question. Mm -hmm. were, were those bad passes based off of bad decision-making, or was he just – I mean, because it's spring game, right? So is it maybe they're told beforehand, like, no matter what, run this play because it's not about you completing the pass right now. It's about Funa blocking it. Yeah. So it's I, more of a – you know what I mean? Yeah, like I the think focus was maybe more for the defense to be working on shit like that? I definitely think there's a bit of, like, in the spring game, because you're installing, you know, uh, in this case, 
maybe not a drastically different offense, but you're installing Will Stein's offense mm-hmm. as opposed to Kenny Dillingham. You also you want to keep it vanilla because you want people to be able to learn everything. But also, you don't want to actually put stuff, your best stuff, on film for other right. people to watch. Um, okay, well, yeah. let me ask you like this. Do you think there's a concept to it that's like wrestling where the outcome of the play is predetermined and the coaches are just like, we're going to run this scenario of this play to see what that looks like? So it is anchored towards like I don't care if Ty Thompson gets an interception or not because in that scenario that's a good thing that we got an interception um I actually does that make sense yeah no I get what you mean uh I I I think there was definitely I'm sure certain plays where it's just like we want you to run this because we want you to run this you know right we want to see that but overall I think, especially, and this helps having like Javon Holland and Marcus Mariota be the guest coaches of the team, you know, is because they want to actually win. You know, maybe not a whole lot, but they're there. I did not know that. I yeah. did not know there was guest coaches. Yeah, I, there was a certain stretch where Mariota was like, yeah, I wanted Ty Thompson, I want him to throw on every single one of the uh, the, the play on this drive. Every single play. just Just air it out, get it going. And how'd that look? Uh, well, Ty Thompson, it's it's funny. There's actually a pretty good amount of <laughs> articles, mainly from Duck Sources, that are coming out and being like, Ty Thompson's actually looking pretty good. Or, Ty Thompson, not a bad day for Ty Thompson. Kind of that tone. But I'm here to say I'm I'm just as worried as ever about the man. Like he did make some big plays, specifically to Chris Hudson was one of his favorite targets. Um, yes, so there there was stuff to be excited about, mm-hmm. but overall, uh, there was some not not he wasn't being helped because there were a good amount of drops in this game, which people really highlighted and circled even though I think our receiving core overall especially when you're getting all the first on the same team is going to be pretty elite pretty strong but there were some drops which didn't help Ty he also fumbled the ball and was able to recover it and then hand it to the receiver I mean to the running back okay Uh, so, so that that was good I don't even believe there was an actual turnover in this game so that's you know good to see for the offense at least but um, yeah. Outside of a, a couple of big plays, which were felt more like, like for example, Tez Johnson, who we'll definitely get into because he was he was the MVP of the spring game. Tez Johnson took a sixty-three yard touchdown pass after a a very short yard of short distance, and then took it like sixty extra yards to the house. So a lot of the success was built off of receiving the receivers. Mm-hmm. Kind of making yep. a move and stuff, yep. not necessarily because it was a perfectly placed ball. There was a couple of times even where it could have been picked off, but the DBs just weren't taking advantage of it. Uh, so mm-hmm. Ty Thompson, I don't know, had a good day for him, but I'm still going to uh, be worried as hell if he's has to be the starter in any of the situations. Well, you did mention earlier mm-hmm. – Bo Nix and how we would get into him a little bit later. Yeah. Is well, that why? 
is there is there an actual possibility that Ty Thompson is the starter? No, absolutely zero. But oh, okay. So Bo Nix got out there. Both teams. I mean, it took forever for either team to score. It was it was ten zero. Uh, Nix's side, I do believe. Um, at the half. And Bo Nix, but he he goes out there. He's not. He's looking surely more elite than Ty Thompson. He was looking to test down the field. Uh, rarely connected, but it was good that he was taking those shots. He's clearly, you know, knocking some rust off. Looks very good in mobile. Actually, he scored the game-winning touchdown himself by taking it in, which kind of wow. feels like cheating in the spring game when when they're like. Hey, if you hurt the QB, I'm fucking cutting your ass. So sure. a QB run becomes a lot easier. But uh-huh. that being said, he did look good, did look mobile. Uh pass of the game for him was a touchdown to Troy Franklin, I would say, a deep touchdown, which was nice to see Troy Franklin out there again doing his Troy Franklin things. Mm-hmm. And and what a lot of people really liked, probably were also scared and maybe it was foolish, but he they put him in late in the game. Like his side was down. Ty Thompson had led a couple of drives that resulted in scores. So Bo Nix's side was down. And Bo comes out. I don't think it was I believe Dan Lanning was planning on doing this all the time. Bo comes in late game, which normally you don't want to do in a spring game, put your actual starting starting quarterback out this late because it doesn't matter. And what if there's an injury? You'll look like a, an idiot. It's That would be the absolute worst thing to happen. That being said, he went out there, and it looked like it was almost like Bo Nix. He's like, hey, I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose to Ty Thompson. You know, like, I want to go out there. I want to lead. I want to win this game. And he, and he really did. And it's kind of meaningless, but it also means a lot. Like, Bo Nix really fits in so well at Oregon. It's huh. so clear he's comfortable here. And one, another story that I don't think this recently came out. It was probably more a case of me just hearing this. So, um, Tez Johnson, who transferred over here from Troy, who was the most valuable player or most valuable receiver on that team, certainly. He was the leading receiver. Possibly the most valuable player on that team. That's a good Troy team, you know. Mm-hmm. And he comes over here mainly, I would say, because Bo Nix and him are brothers. Uh, Tez Johnson was adopted by Bo Nix's family, you know. But, yeah, they are actual brothers. Huh. And played with each other in high school. And so, obviously, Bo Nix was like, hey, uh, another receiver can only help us. We may take another receiver even. We still got a couple drafts, uh, a couple of uh, roster spots open, so who knows. But even though he's a, he's very good, he's... Uh, he was amazing. A lot of hype going into uh, to this game about him, especially the spring game. They keep talking him up. It's like this guy is small. He's like 150 pounds or whatever, but okay. elite speed, really good mobility, just exactly what you want in that little slot. So Bo Nix, the talent is there to bring in this guy immediately. Bo Nix has got this you know brotherly connection with him, but still, I like this. He talked to both uh, Chris Hudson and Troy Franklin and I think a couple of the other receivers being like, hey, I want to bring in this receiver. You know, I want Dan Lanning to bring him in, but I want to check with you first 
is it? Do you feel all right bringing another good receiver? And to their credit, they both said yes. Like we want the competition. But I thought it was really cool that Bo Nix, you know, goes out of his way to do that. Isn't just like, hey, he's my he's my brother. I want him on the team. He's good. I don't give a shit about those receivers. He, what they feel. Like it's it's cool that he's just such a goddamn leader. I love Bo Nix. I didn't realize players had that level of uh, sway to be like, this is a player I want. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't think they really do because, like, I think it was, like... This is obviously stems from Bo's relationship with the coach mm -hmm. from the previous school, correct? Because they've known each other for a while. So they played in high school. Well, uh... I, I I don't believe the the main connection is that they're brothers. They played in high school together. No, but in college they haven't played with each other. Yeah. No, I mean, Bo Nix played for Auburn, mm-hmm. and one of our coaches also came from oh, Auburn. The like, OC our, who's now yeah. know that who's now no longer there. That guy is now gone. So he yeah. did. Bo Nix did not have that dude's ear to help with this. Yeah, thing. Uh, the, he's see. the head coach over ASU as we all. That's know. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, what's well, that I, dude's name again? Kenny Dillingham. Dilly Dillingham. Dillingham. Right. You know, I, they probably would have brought Tez Johnson on regardless of how Troy Franklin and Chris Hutton feel. But it was still nice that, you know, Bonix it, it does the lip service, at least. I think that goes a long way. Tez Johnson, yeah. by the way, in this game, did live up to it. As I said, he was the MVP. And just lived up to all the hype following him, which was quite a bit. I mean, the nice thing is, unlike, say, a Seven McGee, who's obviously no longer on the team, unlike Seven McGee, who really shined in the spring game, who we kept, I mean, we had so much hype for it because it was just like elite speed, comparing him to some of the greats uh, as far as running backs are concerned, or elite speed in Duck history. Um... Tez Johnson has a collegiate work to build on already. Like, you can already see he's good. He was already good in that team. It's It'd be so unlikely that he's not bringing at least some of that skill, talent, education over here. And it, he just looks like a consistent finished product. He looks like he's going to be our slot guy. And mm-hmm. we should. And from what Will Stein has said in the past... You know, his whole offensive philosophy is getting the best guys the ball as often as possible. And so it seems like this guy, is, we're going to be seeing Man. a lot of him. Yeah. I mean, I could tell you that. I mean, what oh, a yeah. concept. It's that thing where it's, it's so score simple. Score points. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like we need to be scoring One yard at a time. <laughs> we, <laughs> we need to be limiting the points that the opponents score, and we need to be increasing the points that we score yeah. is basically what. But, By, yeah, the classic, my classic favorite one forever will always be, why not us? <laughs> why not us? You know, why not us? Hey, good question. This is man. how we. This is how you win games. Why not us? Why not us? Yeah, uh, I mean, Tess Johnson was really fun to watch. Had cool. the touchdown of the game, I would say. Though Troy Franklin was also a pretty dang good catch. Um, Bo, I mean, Bo Nix is looking better well, than ever. Comfortable, yeah. All the memes. Are there plays that exist in the world where we would actually utilize three slot receivers? Three, where they're well, all just running like. 
inherently, so slot is going to be, that means you're the inside guy, you know. So you're like a tight end, right? You can't have, yeah, basically. I mean, a little further, sometimes off the line, you know. But mm. overall, so inherently, you can't have three slots because you can't have three inside guys because some people would oh, be outside. Oh, you're not allowed inherently. to have three inside well, guys. Well, oh. you can't have three inside guys because then inherently, one of those guys would be the outside guy because they're the furthest out. You know, aha. <laughs> so uh, and, and I didn't know. I mean, that. you know, there's the dashes, and I assumed that demarked inside outside. Oh, well, Chris Hudson, though, there okay. it'll be interesting to see the competition for the slot position because okay. I mean, Tess Johnson's looking great, but Chris Hudson actually also looked really good in this game. Like scored and was was uh, Ty Thompson's best threat was was legit really good. So that would be an interesting because I'm guessing you're going to see them on the field at the same time. But, yeah. That's the only part of sports that makes me uncomfortable is that for so much of this game in which you are competing against another team, you are also still technically competing against your own teammates Mm -hmm. just to hold on to your position. Yeah. Uh, it makes you and, the best, though. Like, you kind of have to have that as well. Well, sure. Mm-hmm. I guess. But it can also but, kill your roster. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's just like, come on, everybody. I thought we were pa- I no, I know we're not past this, but well, this I is, wish we could find. It's like Rocket League. This is There's what I'm saying. There's a sport in yeah. which you're not competing against your, t- you know, it's a team sport. This is what I'm saying, though. This is these little things like Bo Nix hitting up his other receivers and being like, is this all right? Nepotism. That stuff can help. <laughs> that oh, stuff sure. can saying, help yeah. you. Um, right, help the locker room. Look, I think the problem is, uh, I just wish sports was more like Ted Lasso. <laughs> yeah, just play with your heart. Yeah, oh, or uh, Friday Night Lights. Clear eyes, full heart. Can't lose. Oh, uh, I never saw it. Yeah, the show good. or the movie. Uh, I never saw the movie. Show was good, except for season two. But um, yeah, I mean, I think you got to be a bit cutthroat. Like the best teams are being like, we have a five star, and then we have a five star or a high four star competing with that guy. And not only that, but the real magic behind all of it is if even the guy behind him wins the position, or the guy mm-hmm. in front of him keeps the position. We're, both those players are going to stay on this roster and they're not going to transfer out. The person that's not getting the starting time is still going to be practicing hard to be the backup or to be right. the person that comes in and spells him. Like, right. It's it's truly, th- those are the it best builds ones. Character, and it's harder and right? harder. Yeah, it builds character. It, I mean, it makes you... LOL. I love it. <laughs> we're we're uh, shaping men in this sport. Here's here. what... Here's okay... Final thought on it, and then we could move on to the draft if you wish, or maybe there's more spring games. Maybe I have a few more highlights. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Here's overall general thing. Mm. I think football should either be renamed or we mm. should take football-adjacent sports mm. and read and put them all in their own little group of sports and call it pirate games. Hmm. Because you got to be a little bit cutthroat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, that's right. Yeah, it's a real, you know, real. How about pirate roster management? 
no pirate games. Pirate and then, because I mean, could you imagine how much more fun it would be if, like, you know, there was just a bit. I mean, come on. Everything you just described is the pirate's life. It's, like... it's the pirate's life for we. Yeah. On the Ducks roster. Well, it, I will say, like, in what Aaron's been, I mean, Aaron, what Hithliday's been saying in these roster reviews is, like, yeah. there are some teams who are being a little more Ted Lasso, like a lazy Ted Lasso, that are kind mm-hmm. of being like, eh, we didn't get that guy. Well, either not being aggressive enough on the transfer portal. Uh, because your scholarship limit is too high, not kind of getting kicking kids out, basically, so you can get new talent. Colorado is going the exact opposite way of a California, let's say. Like, California, they are picking up some transfers, especially recently, but just aren't being very aggressive on the recruiting trail or in the transfer pool. Colorado, huh. on the other hand, Deion Sanders' first season, right. left and right. He is just like, yeah, you're out, you're out, you're out. I don't want you on my team. Go find somewhere else. Couldn't give a shit. Don't know your name. Go that so I can ruthless. get new people. Yeah, well, that is ruthless shit and a little upsetting because we have to remember these are kids. Exactly. They still require education, mm-hmm. uh, I guess. I don't know how we feel about college <laughs> anymore, honestly, educationally. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but I think that's appropriate for him. Because that's the kind of move he has to make mm-hmm. to show that he's actually serious about doing this thing. I I mean, Colorado was a terrible team. So even if they're starters, I I don't mind him being right. like, yeah, I need them. I want to be a good coach. I want this team to be good. You hired me for millions of dollars to do that. I'm going to cut the week and try to get better guys in here. Uh, yeah. I think sometimes also there are players that he he really wants that are now leaving that it's like, it's not because he forced them out. It's because they're just like, I don't like this new mentality or I could just go play at a better school well, mm-hmm. for whatever reason they want to leave. He is losing talent that he wishes he could keep. But overall, I think he's doing a good job of being a hardcore roster manager, which is what you you need to do. If you want to be the best baby, be a little hardcore. Yeah. Um, that's, a few other people stood out for me. You know, it is a spring game, so I don't want to take too much. But there was a true freshman. No, Cole it's fun. Martin. It's football, baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cole Martin did have quite a bit. Like he looked really physical. Got three tackles, but they were hell of the tackles. Did well with the punt returns as well. So he's got some speed, some shiftiness. That's fun to see. Yeah, uh, he was definitely a really good freshman out there. Jeffrey Bossa is playing that inside linebacker role. It does seem like that is his his shtick. That is what he's doing. So he has made that transition completely. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, and okay. I'll tell you the thing that most impressed Hithliday, which is good. Oh, this, yeah, let's hear. And, and you got to keep it with a grain of salt a little bit because, you know, it's that thing where it's like, Oh, the offense was great in the spring game. It's like you always kind of think, oh, what's our, does our defense suck? Is that what's actually right. happening here and, and vice versa? So Hithliday was very impressed with the D-line. I got to say I was too with what I was seeing. They like the, – the reason why it was so low scoring in the first half and for most of the game was because um, they were just shutting down the run. And it was only with like three guys, which is crucial to what we are trying to do. We're trying to have like – three guys out 
on the D-line able to create pressure still or able to shut down the run while a plethora of backers and linebackers are all playing the pass. Also the run as well because, you know, you can't just play one in a defensive play, but really are able to fly around the field with, mm-hmm. with intense speed. That is the goal of our defense. We're trying to create it in Georgia's image right now. Mace Foon also had a fantastic game. I feel like I should mention that. Other than that, I mean, I got a commemorative towel. Is that interesting to you? Yeah. Okay. It was really boring, but I do have it, and I use it to wipe up uh, spills. I've already done uh, it. Okay. I didn't well, there catch you go. T-shirt. The t-shirts were close, but I didn't catch one. <laughs> oh, bro. Were they Our, using the cannons? Um, oh, yeah, they actually no. They other were just question. throwing those motherfuckers, and they had other arms. question. Is it is spring game general admission? Yeah, free. It's free. It's fucking free, my man. No wonder everybody showed up. It's a perfect day. Go watch a free game in the sun. Concessions are free, baby. Oh, nah, concessions aren't free. I wish. They That'd fucked up there. They should have made them free. They should have oh, made this free. about the community. I would have loved a hot dog. I'm oh. writing. I'm writing a strongly worded email. The concessions should be free. <laughs> it's the fucking spring game, you twats. I mean, some kind of thing would be nice. Sure, I love. I love a tasty treat while I'm watching a game. Oh, um, dude, nachos with jalapenos at a football game. <laughs> two hot dogs. Can't go wrong. Yum yum yum. Uh, yes, yeah, so the spring game was a success. Bunch of people there. Very fun time. The duck mascot. It feels like there's someone new in that. I mean. Oh? I mean, there's multiple duck mascots, clearly, because he went in one side of the field, and then in under a minute, he was exiting the other side of the field. So it was like. Like uh, a magic trick? Yeah, it felt like, mm, there's a couple of ducks, you know. There's a couple of ducks. I. But, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Facts. They need to lean into this. If there are multiple people who are wearing the duck costume, mm-hmm. we need to lean into whatever that. What was the movie with uh, Hugh Jackman, where he does the? Is it the Prestige or the Illusionist? The Prestige. Okay, it's the Prestige. Uh, we need to lean into that halftime <laughs> magic shows where multiple <laughs> ducks show up, and it's like you know, like uh, who's I love the that real one. I love that. Oh. Spider-Man meme with the ducks. Yeah, or more like, yeah, but who's the guy that bends space-time? He's like, yo, uh, Doctor Strange. Strange. Yeah, I love it. You're my Doctor Lean Strange. Lean in, duck. If you're listening, you gotta, y'all gotta, y'all gotta do this. I want uh, big-time magic tricks. Also, though, so it felt like there was a new one in the mix because they were doing some moves that were really impressive. There was one where it's like, he dropped on this big drop of a song, you know, like the the beat dropped, and he d- falls down and does the worm, really fucking impressive, a really good worm, especially considering it's you're a in costume. That, yeah, you're in that costume with a giant bill, and he was just and just probably the best worm I ever seen in my life. Then he jumps out of it, does like Did a. Did the costume look sturdy? Yeah. Oh yeah, this thing's high quality. And so he does the worm, and then he kind of does like a backflip. I keep saying he. I guess the mascot's he. Uh, but does a backflip and like it. lands kind of like that power pose, like superhero, like your fist, like your knuckles on the ground, and you're like face Very down. cool. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. does a flip and lands that way. And it was like, 
Damn. Okay. Wait, he does a flip out of the worm? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Wow. That was, like, it got the crowd going. Dude. Flip out that's of the worm. all I care about anymore. I'm invested. I'm going to start learning more about who the mascot team is, <laughs> and I'm writing strongly worded emails. Just, yeah. Positive. Positive yeah. ones. Lots of exclamation points about how cool would this be. I love it. Hey, podcast listener. Hey, Come you. over here. Come yeah. over here. Get over here, yeah. Nice headphones you got in here. Oh, yeah, I like those, Chevy. Be a shame if something were to happen to those headphones, eh? <laughs> Stomped them on the ground, eh? Be real easy to avoid that smashing if you went over to the Quack12 Twitter account and gave us a little follow. Just a little follow, that's all we're asking. And hey, look at that. I hear you're listening to your new podcast steps in your car, huh? Driving home, making the long journey feel a little shorter, eh? Is that yeah. what he's doing there, bud? <laughs> yeah, turning your three-hour drive into a nice little vacation, huh? Be a shame if your car ended up on the bottom of a lake. Splash. Splash maybe with you in the trunk of it, huh? Glug, glug, guzzle, guzzle. Maybe all that can be avoided with a little trip to the quack. 12 page on Apple Podcasts. All you got to do is go to Apple Podcasts, Quack 12, give us five stars. Yeah, the internet. You got it, bud. Five stars. Leave us a little comment. Help other people find it. Maybe it'll help people find you when they find out that you're gone missing if you catch my drift. You seen the posters on the telephone poles? Yeah, those are those are people that didn't give us fucking five stars. Some of them did, and we did it anyways. And then uh, you know, uh, oh hey, hey look at look at this podcast listener on their long inner inner uh, continental flight, making things not so bad. Not wanting to hear that baby by covering it up. Wah wah, so they say, putting on them headphones. Trying to get the sky waitress's attention. Get over here. Give me more of that Quack 12 podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why don't you? Yeah, you want some more of that Quack 12 podcast, don't you? Yeah. You want to buy some more from us, don't you? Get it. Otherwise, get it. you know, because if you don't buy this Quack 12 podcast insurance, you never know when your plane's going to go straight down into the water, into the old Atlantic, Blash. never to be seen again. Glug, glug, guzzle, guzzle. In case you don't want to be th- part of the rock and roller club of the bottom of the fucking ocean, then I recommend you go to the Quack 12 Patreon. Come on, come on. Why don't you go to the Quack 12 Patreon, give us five smackaroos, and for that we can forget about the whole nasty business have you on your way. Forget about it. We'll forget about it, all right? Five measly dollars. That's all I got. Now listen up, punk. Because it looks like you're not seeing so good right now. My boss is talking to you, chump. Aren't you, chump? Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. All right, let him, let him go, Mikey. Let him go. In the bottom of the fucking ocean. Ayo! Quack, quack.
Speaking of which, I know you're a big Seahawks fan. We can't talk too much about it. Um, Seahawks draft. They did fucking awesome, didn't they? I don't know. I'll tell you from what I've seen. Um, they're they did one of the best. Like did one of the uh, you know. Best well, they were one really. of the worst last year. So, well, yeah. But that was a year we weren't even. You know, that was a year we were planning on writing off anyways. So I like that. Uh, they got UCLA's Zach Charbonnet. That was fun okay. to see. Um, I do believe they had... Why is this so hard to find? Uh, they picked up a good safety. They picked up a good center. I know that. I don't know. I was just I was just very happy with their choices overall. Uh, that being said, though... This Where did our not... Duck Boys go? Yeah, let's see. We got to get into the Duck Boys. So quite a few Ducks are drafted. Let's get into all of them. Yes. We actually yes. did the best out of the Pac-12, including the first Pac-12 pick, which was in the first round, number 17. So we we this is like, what is this, the fourth or third year in a row we've gotten a first-round pick? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Christian Gonzalez. That's bad, right? No, it's good. First round. I thought first-round picks went to the worst teams oh, because well, yeah. they suck so it bad. It may be worse for the players themselves, because it's and it's funny because you end up being like, oh, I'm so good. I'm like the best. And it was like, if you were a little bit worse, you'd maybe be on a team that's like could win the Super Bowl, you know? Right. <laughs> Instead, right. you're on the worst team, and they're going to try to right. build something around you. But Christian Gonzalez, <laughs> the cornerback, 17. Woo! That is a 17th pick, that is, overall, the 17th wow. pick, is not a bad place to be, um, especially because he is going to the New England Patriots, a team I don't uh, like, but a team that's overall good to, if you want to be a defensive back and improve and be good, they've always been pretty dang good, you know. Um, yeah, until Brady left and then, right? Well, Weren't they yeah. bad without Like, him? he may not, they may not go to the Super Bowl, go to hit the good. playoffs or anything, but it's a good spot to develop as a defensive back. If I played with Tom Brady for mm-hmm. four years or more on a football team and then he goes, I'm going to another team, I'd be like, I'm done too then because we're done. Yeah. <laughs> Not a Mac Jones fan. What's the so point? Much. What's the point anymore? I mean, Goat's going to go. I've been to the rodeo. I don't want to not go to the rodeo anymore. <laughs> so Christian Gonzalez, yeah, oh, a first Pac-12 player to be taken this Hell yeah. uh, draft. Really good. Good for him. I mean, obviously he came from Colorado originally, like he transferred from Colorado to us. But That makes hey, no difference. He ended as a duck. He's a duck. Then the second duck to get picked, which is pretty interesting, considered there's some... Um, some complications, some baggage oh with this guy. DJ Johnson, who uh-huh. I love rooting for, was, a, was you know, really good to, to watch. Had a, we- a moment of weakness in that bowl game in which, uh, no, in, in the game against Oregon State, actually, which we lost, obviously very close, very frustrating. He kind of like, was it punch or push? I forget. But he attacked a fan who was most likely talking shit to him, but still... You're not allowed to do that. I have no memory of this. It was the end of the Oregon State game. There wow. was like when Oregon's like kind of trying to get off the field. Um, 
he kind of. I just maybe I recall yeah. it, but maybe it was so bad that I blocked it. Well, you know, it's also not that big of a deal. Like it's not. But, a, it's kind of a big deal. It's not a good yeah. look. It's, it, it is it, not a good look, especially after a loss to the Beavers. You're just giving them, you know, more fodder to make fun of us for. But yeah, he was yeah. a good player, and you know, he went from defensive end to tight end to defensive end. So here he is drafted in the third round, Ooh. number eighty overall as a defensive end. So good for. I'm still glad that go. that didn't you know besmirch his name enough that something bad would happen. Yeah, you know that's um, it's that's just. I mean, okay, bad look, but uh, he let the emotions take the better of him once. Yeah. That's something you can easily solve with meditation and understanding that it's, you know, end of the day, this is a, it's, it's a game. Yeah. I think and you're a, a millionaire. Weakness. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's a game. You're a millionaire. It's cool. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well put. <laughs> then a lot of people who were, you know, before the season or maybe before the season before that were saying yeah. Noah Sewell is this another top five pick, you know, first round, right? first five. Um, he was the third taken. It was all the way in went round five, which is still not terrible, but it is a fall from what people were saying, you know, after a really good freshman that's, campaign. That's where the Seahawks pull the best talent from. For real. So, I mean, uh, I'll tell you this, Chicago Bears got him. Oh. I don't really know. In the fifth round, the Chicago Bears picked – Noah Sewell, so power. To That's cool. I like the Bears. Da Bears, da, and that's kind of why. Da <laughs> Bears. Then uh, offensive line. Willis I just love Sala. Chicago. I love Chicago. I would love. I've never been there. I've always wanted to. So big. Oh man, so much history. Yeah, it's great vibes. Yeah, I would love to go there. We'll do a live show there once. Um, offensive lineman Malasala Amave Laulu got taken. By the Baltimore Ravens, which makes the Ravens a pretty pretty duck-friendly team, I do believe, because Anthony Brown's on that squad, too. Oh. Um, yeah, so No Sewell goes there. Oh, sorry. Uh, Amave Laulu goes there. Yeah. Defensive line Jordan Riley, who, as we know, is another one and done for the Ducks. He actually transferred here. I want to see from, if I remember correctly, yes, uh, Nebraska. He was one of those D-linemen that came over with the hiring of Lanning when he was just like, oh, we need beef. Get out of here. He got drafted round seven, is going to the New York Giants, going to go play with Thibodeau. That's very cool. Yeah. Uh, the last of the actual signed free agents or drafted free agents, not the undrafted free agents, the people that, you know, after all the picking's done, get choosed. Uh, the last actual draft pick is offensive lineman Alex Forsyth. A lot of this returning veteran talent. They probably like that he's so versatile. He can play, you know, so many different positions. He goes number seven, or no, round seven, overall pick 257. And then three players who were undrafted free agents but still made rosters. Bennett Williams, our safety, whose brother, you know, transferred from Fresno State and is still playing with us right now. Chase Coda, who transferred from UCLA over to us, I think he was really good. Um, I also think Tess Johnson could really be filling in that role, be a little Chad Coda, or sorry, Chase Coda light, so I'm hoping mm-hmm. for that. Chase Coda is going over to the Detroit Lions. Hey, good to play with Sewell. And then 
TJ Bass, undrafted free agent to your dad's favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys. Very cool. I also watched the story about how one of the Dallas Cowboys scouts his son is now also a cowboy. I saw that too. It was very nice to see the emotional. Moment. Yeah. Double-edged sword for me because it is like what a fucking honor to actually have your kid get that gig. Mm-hmm. But also uh it's some pretty good old boy nepotism happening inside that room. Oh, sure. I so, mean, you know, I don't really know. It's what it is. It's just yeah. what it is, and that's okay. It's the game. Sometimes it's the you... it's the it's the way that uh, Jerry Johnson does his game. You know, or, that's how he runs business. The old Jerry Jones. <laughs> is that you? Talking if you about? kiss the ring, oh yeah, thank you, Jerry yeah. Jones. If you kiss the ring, then you get whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, that but could I bet be that kid it. is good I, because you don't get to go to the Dallas Cowboys very exactly. easily. Like, if you're, because he's a, you know, he's a talent like scout. If he choose, right. if you were to just choose someone who's fucking, you know, especially his son, if they're not very good, I think he will get some pushback. Just because it's so competitive in the NFL, like they don't, they don't want just some nepo baby in there that's just like, and hey, just push the buttons and stuff. Like you actually need to be good to be on in the NFL. Yeah, um, but you know, probably a little. But you don't have to be super good if the deal was already that you're going to be third string hanging out, making, you know, 120K a year. Yeah. Well, that's still. But you've got job security because your dad is the talent scout and worked (laughs) this deal with the owner. Just saying. (laughs) Well, you're you're still. um, Look, I'm going deep conspiracy. (laughs) I'm excited that the dad got to have that moment where he got to call his son and have exactly. because every father son should have a bond that has those kinds of moments. That is right. I can't wait for my yeah. dad to call me for the first time in uh, bro uh, twenty. You can call me dad in twenty years. <laughs> really? I'll be your daddy. Are you going to give me a spot on an NFL roster? I can. Let I, me. Let me. D- I don't think call. you can, but that sounds good. <laughs> Um, yeah, so overall, kind of a bird's eye view of the draft for the Pac-12. The Pac-12 produced three first-round selections in the NFL draft, the lowest total among Power 5 conferences, so that's annoying. No top 10 picks, damn. Um, Oregon cornerback Christian, Christian Gonzalez, as we said, was the first off. Then for the Pac-12, Jordan Addison, who came over from Pitt, he um, went number 17, to I think also no he went to Minnesota so he's going over with a uh, uh Troy die and then Utah tight end Dalton Kincaid who just destroyed USC and other teams this season he went over to the Buffalo so that's basically the you know first round anyways that we're looking at and we should notice we should note that Pac-12 bottom of all the Power Five with ten in the first three rounds. And then SEC, for example, had 31, Big 10, 25, Big 12, 13, ACC, 12. So we're on par with, you know, the other schools kind of our side or conferences. Big 12 should be doing a little better probably. But, yeah, we're on par. 
I still believe no TV deal, by the way, for the Pac-12. So we don't know what the fuck's going on there. It seems huh. real bad. Well, CenturyLink has some kind of interesting thing that has a Pac-12 setup with it. Mm, I was looking sense. at their cable packages, and they have a whole sports thing where it's like a... Or maybe... I don't know what I'm thinking of. Maybe it was Tubi where they have, like, Pac-12 bullshit. What was um, I looking at? I think it had to have been CenturyLink. That makes sense. Anyway. They're, they usually have add-ons and stuff, you know? That's Yeah, that stuff. Uh, so yeah, what do you I mean, mean, they have no TV yeah, deal. Yeah, they still don't have a TV deal. Like, they still own the network, but they're still trying to find someone to pay for the rights, hopefully a lot of money, to distribute, like, probably their best games. Um, and not like ESPNs and yeah. Fox Sports I mean, ESPN ones. would have been nice, but the thing about ESPN is, like, back in the day, they were overpaying for so much because they just wanted content. Now, they would be like, uh, we're going to lowball you because you're a bad conference. <laughs> and you're, we know you're totally desperate. So we'll see what That's happens That's so there. fucked up. That's so fucked up. And then teams leave, which squeezes us even harder. Mm-hmm. We don't need them. Screw them. Screw them. I like our little ragtag group of filmmakers over at Pac-12 Network. Hell yeah, <laughs> you know, baby. They fucking try. They're trying. We slightly try. Um, what makes me want to slightly cry... A group is, of misfits. <laughs> ...is Pow Pow going over to South Carolina. Yeah. Again, it just goes to show you, like, she's good enough to be on South Carolina. So it just makes nope. you go, like, why isn't... Why didn't she stay? Like, clearly it's fucked up. But, I don't know. Maybe maybe the thing is the roster we've had is just was just no good. And even Pow Pow had... Huge stretches where she went so cold. So there's still room for possible improvement, but I don't know. You know how I feel about Kelly Graves right now. I mean, uh, I have – we'll just have to wait till next season, but right now all of evidence is pointing to locker room situations that probably are dealing with coaching staff not paying attention to the players. I mean, yeah, seems like it. Theory – postulation <laughs> well Aaron uh, I mean that's just about it I'll tell you this um, only because I want to play this song because we haven't played it in a while which is oh snap there, there you go That is right, it is Peanuts and Quacker Jacks once again recapping Duck Baseball and Softball, except for the fact that I really don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I've really checked out on these teams. Not because they're bad, because actually they're fucking fantastic. The problem um, is you find the sport boring. Well, I love going to it, but even though maybe I don't because I haven't been in a single one this season. I mainly wanted yeah. to bring up the segment to say that I'm going to go. I'm going to try to go yeah. and and see some of these great teams. The baseball team is 30 and 13 on the season, 13 and 8 in conference play. 
So they're not exactly, you know, like they're doing pretty good. They're also ranked number 19, so that deserves some credit. Um, but Stanford, Arizona, even Oregon State, they're they're doing pretty good too. They're pushing Oregon around. We're third in the conference. Um, just just got some really good honors for some of the star players of this team. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I'd like to see them. Hell yeah! And then softball is doing even better. Thirty-five and eleven are on a huge winning streak right now, Hell which yeah. they've won three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Thirteen games in a row. Wow. And even then, I mean, they won like 15 in the last 16. The only teams that have really gotten their number are UCLA, which is ranked number three, Stanford, which was ranked at the time, I believe still is. And, um, I mean, that's about it. We're absolutely killing it. There's only three more games left in the season. They're all in Eugene. Uh, the 5th, the 6th, and the 7th. Yeah, I'm going to go try to see them because this team's great. And yeah. Then and then it's Pac-12 tournament time starting May 10th. And then it's the World Series. Well, we're paying attention to all of that, I hope. I'm going to try. I'm going to really try. Go I for don't want to promise anything. But don't I promise pers- anything. I'm going to try to watch. Um. Go to the games, get excited about it, and then that'll lead you to wanting to talk about it. Absolutely. Exactly. At least talk about the experience. Their pickle situation yeah. in the concession stands. It's yeah. such a rough. Go give yourself a, a baseball, softball booster shot. Inject Absolutely. some super hot, cheesy nachos with jalapenos. <laughs> You're really on a, on a <laughs> jalapenos kick. You mentioned this three times now. Uh, I mean, you know, my favorite thing to do whenever I was a wasteoid was go to 7-Eleven at like 3 in the morning oh. and just load up on cheesy nachos with extra chili and too many tamales and a bit of pico de gallo on oh top my and God. just watch Adult Swim drinking, you know, a double barrel bottle of wine like... Mm. What a what a little monster! Sounds wonderful. Oh, that was a yeah. That dude was an absolute monster. <laughs> He'd stay up all night and then tell people about how Andy Warhol was a hack at six a.m. when everybody's trying just to get started with their day. Oh my God! <laughs> Put this monster down. Um, yeah. Softball standings: number one is UCLA. They're ranked number two in the country right now, forty-eight and four record, which is nuts. Washington's number 10, who unfortunately they won the series against us, but we were very competitive. Uh, They're second in the Pac-12. Oregon's third, (laughs) ranked number 14. Hell yeah. Then we got Stanford number nine behind them and Utah at 23. Um, So we will be facing a top 25 Utah team in Eugene. Could be an opportunity to really rise the ranks, which we're already pretty high up in. I'm excited. I'm excited. Oregon softball is always a fun watch. Yep. That being said, Aaron, we're at that the being the said, we're at the shit. That being said, it's all been said. Uh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically yeah, what I want to hear. Shit. Uh, no, thanks Fine. for listening, y'all. We're gonna continue the Hit the Day roster reviews, as y'all know. Uh, I forget which one's coming up, but yeah, we're getting through those. And then before you know it. We'll be actually totally watching some real football, and I'll be stoked. Um, please help support us by going over to the Quackville Podcast give, or giving us five stars in Apple's uh, podcast. and uh, Rate and yeah. review us. Rate and review us, motherfuckers.
Mother Ducker, sorry. Aaron, any words of wisdom to get us out of here? Hey, look, we understand that everything, uh, you know, is tough for everyone. And so it is a desire or a concept that we should compete against one another. Mm. But don't forget that that is the game that the powers that be put us all in and it is a mind trap and if we stop competing against each other and join up to compete against the assholes that are running all the banks and the black waters out there you know we could go full France on these motherfuckers if we wanted to <laughs> wow so, you know go. stop let's let's have a good time competing but let's make sure to lift each other up. That's long story short. Thank you. Lesson of the day. Um, eat the rich. Continue no, no. to compete in the capitalistic free market. and Hope for the best, baby. <laughs> I love it. Love one another, yeah. basically. I guess. Um, yep. Bye. Bye. <laughs>